Although reported rates of tobacco smoking during pregnancy in the U.S. decreased from 13% in 2006 to 7% overall in 2016, actual smoking prevalence varies widely by geographic location, age, education, and race. Women in certain demographic cohorts, according to the college, are more likely to smoke during pregnancy. These include women between the ages of 20 to 24, women with a high school education or less, and non-Hispanic American Indian or Alaskan Native women. In this session, we're going to cover the May 2020 new committee opinion from the college, which is Committee Opinion 807, dealing with tobacco and nicotine cessation during pregnancy. What about pharmacotherapy? Are medications allowed to help women stop smoking during pregnancy? Well, in this podcast, we're going to get to that and a lot more. Let's go. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Pregnant women should be advised of the significant perinatal risks associated with tobacco use. These include orofacial clefts, fetal growth restriction, placenta previa and placenta abruption, preterm pre-labor rupture of membranes, low birth weight, increased perinatal mortality, ectopic pregnancy, and decreased maternal thyroid function. An estimated 5 to 8% of preterm deliveries, 13 to 19% of term deliveries with low birth weight, and up to 34% of cases of sudden infant death syndrome can be attributed to prenatal maternal smoking. In addition, secondhand prenatal exposure to tobacco smoke is associated with as much as 20% increase in risk of low birth weight infants. The risks of smoking during pregnancy extend beyond pregnancy-specific complications, and this is pretty scary. Children born to women who smoke during pregnancy are at an increased risk of respiratory infections, asthma, infantile colic, bone fractures, and even childhood obesity. Researchers have also reported that infants born to women who use smokeless tobacco during pregnancy have increased levels of nicotine exposure and rates of low birth weight, shortened gestational age, stillbirth, and neonatal apnea that are just as high as those as in infants born to women who smoked during pregnancy. So relay that to your patients that just because you're using smokeless tobacco definitely is not any safer. Okay, here's a clinical pearl that I think patients need to understand. It's not just smoking, it's nicotine in general. Nicotine crosses the placenta and intake in any form has considerable health risks with known adverse effects on fetal brain and lung tissue. Now, I've heard, especially in some adolescents, that they prefer hookah, which is the water pipe, because they think it's safer. But it's actually terrible. Hookah or tobacco smoking from a water pipe is more commonly used by adolescents and young adults because they just think it's overall a safer alternative than conventional cigarettes. However, users are exposed to nicotine and charcoal combustion products, including carbon monoxide, heavy metals, phenols, and flavorants through inhaling tobacco smoke from heated coal. Small short-term studies have shown increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, and impaired pulmonary function, whereas long-term use may increase the risk of nicotine dependence, chronic bronchitis, emphysema, and even coronary artery disease. Although studies of hookah use during pregnancy are lacking, animal data suggest an increased risk for low birth weight, neonatal death, and growth restriction. So again, I think if patients had that information, it would help them get convinced to stop these products during pregnancy. 
Remember, not long ago, the CDC was in a justified uproar about the rise of vaping. Health effects from heating liquid flavorants are unknown and likely vary depending on the combination of flavorants and solvents in the products inhaled. Carbonyl compounds, which includes formaldehyde and acetaldehyde, can be found in these vape products. Volatile organic compounds like benzene and toluene have also been identified. Although much of the data on nicotine delivery in pregnancy are derived primarily from animal studies, e-cigarettes appear to have similar effects on lung development and offspring lung health when compared with cigarette smoking. Remember, not long ago, the CDC issued an advisory investigating a multi-state outbreak of non-infectious severe pulmonary disease associated with e-cigarettes and vaping products. With the recent CDC advisory and the effects of e-cigarettes and vaping products on offspring health, immediate discontinuation of e-cigarettes and vaping products should be advised among all pregnant and postpartum women. Again, the idea that they're using e-cigarettes as a way to help them cut down just isn't based on any evidence. And according to the ACOG and the CDC, immediate discontinuation of e-cigarettes and vaping should be advised in pregnancy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Remember, according to the college, it's okay and it's advised to ask women about these behaviors, about these habits. Screening and intervention for alcohol and other drug use are recommended for all pregnant women. Because smoking continuation during pregnancy is associated with the increased use of other substances, screening for alcohol and other substance use is an important part of prenatal care. Here's a clinical pearl from the college. Approximately 50 to 60% of women who quit smoking during pregnancy return to smoking within one year postpartum, resuming the risk to their health, their infant's health, and future pregnancies. So it's important to keep this issue up and continue questioning patients and being there in support for them even in the postpartum period. Factors associated with the highest risk for postpartum smoking recidivism include living with a partner or family member who smokes, not breastfeeding, intending to quit only during pregnancy, and exhibiting low confidence in remaining tobacco-free postpartum. Okay, as we wrap this up, what about pharmacotherapy to help pregnant women stop? Well, the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force has concluded that current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of nicotine replacement products or other pharmaceuticals for tobacco sensation during pregnancy. Recent reviews have suggested nicotine replacement therapy is associated with increased rates of smoking sensation during pregnancy. However, efficacy of nicotine replacement therapy in supporting cessation during pregnancy has been inconsistent and likely explained by low adherence rates and the increased metabolism of nicotine in pregnancy. According to the college, use of nicotine replacement therapy should be considered only after a detailed discussion with the patient of the known risks of continued smoking, the possible risks of nicotine replacement, and need for close supervision. If nicotine replacement therapy is used, it should be with the clear resolve of the patient to quit smoking. 
Medications that have been used in the non-pregnant population to help people stop smoking include varenicline and bupropion, that's Chantix, and Zyban. Varenicline is a partial agonist for nicotine receptors in the brain. Several small studies that evaluated its safety in pregnancy have not shown teratogenicity, but overall, data are limited. Bupropion is an antidepressant with limited data on its use in pregnancy, but there is no known fetal risk of anomalies or adverse pregnancy effects with its use. The U.S. FDA mandated a product warning about the risk of psychiatric symptoms and suicide associated with lorenclean and bupropion in 2015. However, a December 2016 update removed the box warnings, and here's why. Individuals attempting smoking sensation with or without the use of pharmacotherapeutic agents may experience new or worsening adverse effects on mood, behavior, or thinking, particularly among women with a pre-existing mental health disorder. Although the quality of research regarding the safety profiles of varenicline and bupropion use is not robust, a recent systematic review of its use in pregnancy found 18 studies and it determined that there was no increased risk of a congenital anomalies, low birth weight, or preterm birth. So that's somewhat reassuring. OBGYNs and other obstetric care professionals should counsel women about the risks of smoking and the benefits of cessation and discuss the resources available to help with smoking cessation, which may include the use of these medications. If these medications are prescribed, though, the physician should be familiar with the risks, benefits, and the updated FDA drug safety communication and needs to have close communication and follow-up with each patient. Lastly, regarding breastfeeding, because no published information is available regarding the use of varenicline, again, that's Shantix during lactation, an alternative drug is preferable, especially with newborn or preterm infants. All right, podcast family, we have summarized the new committee opinion for May 2020. This is committee opinion 807, tobacco and nicotine sensation during pregnancy. Thanks for always listening to Clinical Pearls. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.